Are you ready? Yeah, go. <laughs> this show is brought to you by Cash App, the number one finance app in the App Store. Cash App is the simplest Those way to send or receive money, especially with your friends owe you or when you owe them. When have you last used it? Um, I last used the Cash App to send my friend money for gas. What? And that's just the true tea. <laughs> That's a very scalding hot yeah, tea. Yeah, that's what I do. I If you take me somewhere, I give you gas money. <laughs> uh, how much was it? I gave them $15. Ugh, gas in is LA is ridiculous. I'm talking like you now. Gas Gas in LA is soft Cash App is also the easiest way to try and grow your money in the stock market with their investing feature. With Cash App, you can instantly invest in stock as little as $1. I still think that sentence is wrong. He's hot. He's whatever he does is just fine. Did you know that brokerage services are provided by Cash App Investing, a subsidiary of Square member SAPC? Me personally, I've heard. <laughs> As always, when you sign up for the Cash App, use the promo code Okay, Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> Not only how, how often have we done this? Fifty I was times. Reading backwards, uh, you'll receive ten dollars, but Cash App will also donate ten dollars to the Trevor Project, an in, amazing organization that provides, provides protective, protective services, services to, to LGBTQIA+ <laughs> youth across America. Don't forget promo code Whitney. When you download the Cash App from the App Store today. Oh, exclamation point. Today! <laughs> Are we going? Oh, we start. <laughs> <laughs> My producer saying. He said me. like this. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Y'all wanna buck up? You're not gonna listen to me anyway. We're wild. Right, so we're start we've started? Why? Why can't I? I think we're always started. Okay, we're always rolling from the bottom. I don't know. Why. Um, I need someone to specifically tell me we're starting, or else I'm. She like, likes the good action. <laughs> yes, I really do. That's how we take pictures. She'll like, take a picture of me, and I'll be like, "Happy action." Yeah, I, that's what I need. I need instructions. I need very clear marching orders. I'm going to move my phone. You know, they say if your phone's near you, you're distracted, even if you're not looking at it. So I'm moving my phone away. Hi. Hey. Here we are. Look at us. It's been a week. It's been a week. You guys, one of my toenails fell off. I think it jumped ship. <laughs> I think it's like, I've had enough of this bullshit. I gotta go. When's the last time? Has anyone had a toenail fall off? Have you? Yes. Oh. I've had a toenail fall off, and I've also had one cut in half and removed. Oh. How? Um, I got an ingrown toenail one time, and it was traumatic. On the side? Yeah. On and the, the doctor side? cut it. In, instead of just taking the whole toenail, he cut it in half and then pulled half a toenail out. Yeah. You can do that with lasers now, it's disrespectful. Too. Yeah. That was, it's on some... It's some very Tennessee. Yeah, that's some very backwards bullshit. <laughs> early 80s backward medicine. Early 80s. Don't even lie. I don't know. <laughs> when, is, when is your birthday? May, okay. Uh, <laughs> if you don't know me by now. Uh, okay. May- Benton is, that is an inside uh, mockery of me because if someone asks me a question that I think they should know the answer to, I sing the song. And it's, if you don't know me by now. Which is one of her most charming. It's, I love it. If you don't know me. You will never. <laughs> you roll and, I, and will not. I mean, I sing the whole song. You do. It's. I like it. And make eye contact with them. I don't mean it to be bitchy. I think it's funny. Oh, I don't think it's bitchy at all. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. It's one of my favorite qualities. Anyway, back to my toenail. Am I a leper? No, I think you're just, you know, having a moment. I think it's from a pedicure. I'm going to say it. I never get pedicures because I always think that the tools are not clean enough. That they're just going from people's toe to toe, cutting cuticles, strange toes. In my toe, I didn't, so I don't usually get manicures or pedicures. Also, who has time for that? And a friend of mine wanted to hang out. She was like, let's get Manny Petties. And I was like, you know what? I'm fun. Sure. I'm that kind of person. And a toe then, person. And then my toenail fell off two weeks later. 
That's karma. Uh, so that happened. I also have uh, something that my doctor calls numb thumb. Apparently, I have carpal tunnel in my left thumb, and he thinks it's from texting. Numb thumb. <laughs> Our Is new merch. That, it, and he was like, you can wear a, uh, uh, like a brace. And I was like, I'm not. I can't. No. I can't do that. Numb thumb. Numb thumb. My, what my, brought you in for that? My left f- numb th- thumb <laughs> is numb. But did you go there I specifically? Into, I'm sorry. This turned into Dr. Seuss story. But yes, I think that people are starting to get carpal tunnel in their hands from texting. Well, I like to text like this. Like a mother. <laughs> like a mom. The mom. No one can see you. It's so audio. I'm just tapping my... You know how you tap your phone with your one finger? That's me. Yes, yes. That's free of me. You want to make plans? So I'm trying to not text like this. I'm trying to do them with my pointer finger. You lay your whole phone down and just <laughs> yes. push on And it's taking a very long time. It's like playing whack-a-mole or something. So those are my two ailments that I'm dealing with at the moment. I'm sorry. I had a rough weekend, as you know. Yeah. I was at the vet for about five days straight. I'll cry just... I I can't cry, but there are some things worth sharing. Because everybody's asking. Frankie's fine. Um, it It was a rough couple days. I went to the ER. And I think when you go to doctors now, everyone's so afraid of getting sued that they tell you everything it could be and they tell you the worst case scenario as if it's not, you know, like, yeah, true. It was just that he, she was just rattling off a litany of like shit. It could be. And it was like, it could be cancer. It could be this. It could be this. Right. And, I'm, and then I'm like, well, you're like, are you guessing? I know. Can you just, <laughs> I, I already did this. Everything is cancer on, you know, WebMD for the past four hours. Like the internet already made me go to those places. Like you're supposed to talk me out of that <laughs> when I go to a doctor. Bedside manner. Well, I think that everyone's so afraid of getting sued and, um, you know, that they have to entertain it and they can't make guesses anymore. You know, like doc- like in the 20th, the good old days, <laughs> and they were like, you know what it could be? Bird flu. Let's take out your brain. Peak medicine. Yeah. Um, I like a good guess. But like before they go like, I don't think you need to worry about that. Doctors used to like throw an opinion at you. Like they used to calm you down. You know, like I, when I used to go to a vet a couple years ago, she'd be like, look, I wouldn't put my money on that. Like, don't panic. You know, and now but, they're like, your dog needs Ritalin. They, they won't. <laughs> they won't do that now. They'll be like, it could be this. It could be this. It could be this. And they have like no emotion. I think they were just getting sued too much or something you know i agree i agree that there's uh less emotion yeah and like that makes me sad yeah and they were just like we can't promise anything we can't say that and i'd be like well do you think it's could be cancer and she's like i'm not saying that i'm like but is it and she's like i'm not saying we won't know <laughs> like it was just like i needed someone to just calm me down and nobody could um <laughs> is it my dog i'm not saying that you yeah. know i don't know where you got this dog and it's not my business oh it was so stressful because also v- er vet waiting rooms are just too small, first of all. First of all, chaos, but it's chaos. For, no one, not a bra in sight because everyone's, anyone that's in the ER is rushing out the door and they're in whatever state they were in at home when they discovered the emergency. And if they're dressed up, they can wait. <laughs> it was Crocs with socks. I mean, one girl was wearing like a like a mini skirt with cowboy boots, just pendulous breasts all over the place. Like it was because people were like in their pajamas. It was it was pretty crazy. But um, I'm not not confrontational. You? Yeah. Would you say I'm confrontational? I wouldn't say you're confrontational. I would say you're passionate and mm-hmm. assertive. Okay. I realized that I am confrontational when someone is yelling at a receptionist who has no power. D- me. You. What? I've lived through that. I've been that person. Really? Yes. And people just. Are, then I had a lady call me a little bitch one time because <laughs> we were sold out of her moisturizer. Because we were sold out of it. As if I made it in the back. 
What did you do? I said, all right, well, you can wait here, I guess. And I just left. Wow. I'm very that person. One time a lady got mad at me. She was like, why aren't these lipsticks on sale? And I was like, oh, well, those ones just aren't. It's actually these are. Those just are the price that they are. And she goes, did you just say it is what it is to me? Oh. And I was like, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. But yeah, I got in big trouble for that. Wow. I mean, it. it I get that people's animals are in pain they're scared we're all scared you know we're all in i was really proud of myself actually because 10 years ago i was that bitch who was like but what about me what about me what you know like you think you're the only person that exists when you're in pain or when you're suffering i was really able to go in and just go like go outside take a deep breath you know they had friends playing in the (laughs) lobby i don't always playing friends it is a very soothing thing to watch when you're at the vet but i watched a bunch of people acting a fool like you told me 10 minutes it's been 20 minutes like yelling at these receptionists like they didn't french braid their hair to get yelled at by you it's truly it's funny too because they're like you know this receptionist all they do is walk your dog to the back well they're scheduling and they're dealing yeah. with, they're dealing with all kinds of stuff but it's like they do not control how quickly the doctor is moving and all they do is take shit so by the time a nice person comes along they're like what <laughs> like, and you also catch more flies with honey than vinegar being nice to receptionists might get your intro a little quicker that's my theory because i know working in jobs that i've had where yeah. i'm the in between you and the and thing you need mm-hmm. if you're rude to me that shit will take longer well totally it will take longer yeah. because i could care less if you get it at this point yeah and you're making. Because I get paid either way. That's how I think about it. Yeah, well, that sounds also, terrible, but it's true. It's true, but it's also the people that um, yell at people at airports that work at the ticket counter. It's like they're not. Yeah. In control of when. Or the, the TSA lands. people. Why is this line so long? Because that's how long it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. It's. I, I saw a lot of bad behavior. I intervened a couple times because I am that beach. Um, I saw a lot of crazy shit at the vet. I saw a lot of crazy dog names, <laughs> because you're sitting there for five hours and you're just hearing people and their names. There, a lot of y'all are ridiculous. One of them was Momo, and the dog was so confused. You guys can't name your dogs something that rhymes with a command. No. Oh, I did not even. That been me. I did not get that. Literally, at all. the guy's like, "No, Momo, no," and the dog like had no <laughs> idea what was going on. It was so. I was like, "Dude, you have to rename your dog. You can't do that." You don't name your dog Bit. Sit, Bit. Like, it was just like, ugh. I was like, how? The dog was so confused. We had a dog named D.O.G. That's weird. D.O.G. I like that. That was its name. Uh, I love a dog named Larry. Oh, you like people names I dogs. love people names Me too. Dogs. That's what I like. I, there was a Kevin that I thought was really, I like, I like <laughs> Kevin's. Rebecca is really funny. I for, like very, just normal names. Superhuman name. Linda. Yeah. <laughs> Great, great name I had to for take a dog. Linda. Great <laughs> name for a dog. Um, but I did see a lot of bad behavior. And, you know, I tell no lies here on the show. And there were a couple of things that I just can't, I shan't with, which is why are y'all not training your dogs? There were dogs coming in that not only were jumping on people, jumping on injured dogs, jumping on people that were like grieving and traumatized by whatever they were dealing with. And the people made no effort to rectify the situation. And they ask their dogs rhetorical questions. People just think, oh, Charlie, why are you not Charlie? Why are you doing that? It was so wild to me that people are like, what are you doing? What? And then when someone's dog jumps all over you, they go, he's just really friendly. That's not friendly. That's bad manners. Yes, it's friendly. That's so true. You can't do that. There are literally people crying, sobbing, and dogs are jumping all over them. And then they are the ones that have to, you know what I mean? And then you're an asshole if you say, like, no, I don't want your dog to jump all over me because I'm not wearing a bra. You think He can tell you're sad. 
He just wants to make you happy. It was very frustrating. One of the dogs lunged at one of the nurses. Like, I didn't realize how much, you know, stress they probably have to deal with. I was at a vet one time, and a lady was crying over her dog. And another lady was fatter, and she goes, well, do you want to pet mine? Oh. No. No, no, no. The lady was like, no, no, thank you. No. Just fully, like, just head down, like, do you want to pet mine? It's so frustrating because you can't intervene but I do. Like, I saw a lot of dogs that aren't neutered. What are you... Why aren't y'all neutering your dogs? What's, what is going... What... I think it's, like, perverted at this point. Why do you need balls? <laughs> why do you need why balls? Why would anyone need exposed balls? Like, it is so weird to me. When, and, I, and I confront people about it. And I confronted this guy about it. This is, like, a couple of years ago. And I was like, hey, dude, why... Like, he was bringing his dog to the dog park. And I was like, you know that, like, if a dog's not spayed or neutered, it can cause fights. Like, they give off smells. Like, it just causes all kinds of problems and uh, makes certain dogs territorial. He basically said to me, um, oh, no, 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 I neutered him, but those are implants. They do testicle implants... For dogs. Look this up, Chris. You're going to love this. Puppy dog prosthetics. This is really going to mess up our algorithm here. But they do implants for dog balls. What what mental illness is that? That someone needs that? Is this an ego Uh, thing? Yes. uh, Yeah. Nudicles. That's what they're called. It has to be. They're like, this has to be something like my dog's an alpha. They're called nudicles. Look at the photo of it. You can neuter your dog and put in basically implants for balls. Kim Kardashian did it? Kim, Rocky Kardashian and nudicles. Featured on an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Rocky poses with Kim after being nudicled. Okay, I guess. Well, now we understand where it came from. Oh my gosh, this is really frustrating. And they, they try to say that it's like, no, it's for the dog's confidence. Like, it does, your dog doesn't give a shit. If it's got fake... Wait, do they do it for horses, too? I don't know. That's wild. That would be ridiculous if they do. See them? But if you look at a picture... Are those nudicles... Is that a keychain? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, yeah, this is merch. Those are keychains. Nudicles makes merch. Wow. And a Frisbee. They're really hustling. We got to get our merch out here. We got to get in the game. But just look at, like, nudicles... Uh, image of a, of an animal with them. These are for dogs that do yes, CrossFit. Yes, look, those are fake balls on dogs. Yeah, it's for dogs that do CrossFit. Look at this. They put in fake balls. It is so bizarre. Why would you want this? <laughs> bruiser before, bruiser after. By the way, I can't believe you just said that. I forgot to say, bruiser is my least favorite name for a dog. Someone, what is that name? Bruiser? That's a, that's a tough bulldog name. I don't like that name. It's just weird. It's weird to like think of a... You ever seen a tough dog that can't breathe? <laughs> That's him. I do want to share something with everybody. A couple things that are going to be helpful for your life. Uh, Learn from my suffering this weekend. Number one, I learned don't make your dog's name all of your passwords (laughs) because when you're in some kind of emotional pain about them and they're sick, you're constantly going to be thinking about them. I was because look, I was I was sobbing like that, like (laughs) like that shit. I was <laughs> like, you know, the like can't catch your breath type of grief. Like <laughs> I was punching walls like I was a wreck. I was on my knees yelling at God, full on negotiating with God. I was like, you can have my house like because <laughs> he needs it. I was like, you can have my money. You can have my house. Take everything. Like it was drama over here. And it also I just cracked. having a full breakdown. Frank's like, please don't give our money away. I love it. I know Frank's like, who's <laughs> he's like, pay? Frank's like, shut up. Who's gonna pay my vet bills? Uh, also, I I realize I don't know if I'm the only person that does this. Like when something bad happens, all of a sudden I start praying again, and the prayer always starts with, "Hey God, I know you haven't heard from me in a while." 
Do you do that? I pray every day. Oh, see, that's I, I never do unless things are bad, and then I feel the need to apologize to God. Oh, not me. See, I keep that line open. Yeah, you, <laughs> you keep it. Less than highly favored over here. <laughs> you keep in the good grace. Yes. See, I don't, and I I'm said just the like, Lord is for me, therefore who could be against me? It's just so funny. that like, I've been really busy. Uh, I've been really. It's like if he can hear me, he also knows I've been busy. Do you know what I mean? Like I love like how the rules all of a sudden start to get so weird. You can pray in a lot of ways. You don't have to just say it out loud. Yeah, tears or prayers, being good to people or prayers. I was crying in a way. I mean, my friend had to come over and force me to eat something. I was in a ball screaming, like throwing myself against walls. Like I, it was, it was bad. Throwing myself. Against I walls. was. It was. I the type of pain. It just w- turned into like a telenovela at this point. It, no, it was hundred percent. I was like looking out the window with my hand on the window, like just, just like, like I hope it rains. I was like grabbing the air. I was a wreck, and because there was a second where they thought it was going to be really, really bad, and we were going to lose them, and we didn't lose them, and it was uh, it was very touch and go. But I would not make your passwords your animal's name. Because when you're trying to take your mind off of the grief for two seconds by, like, logging into Amazon and buying some stuff you don't need or going to a website, you're just writing your dog's name. I realize that all my passwords have some iteration. Go right back to the darkness. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, So change your passwords to not be your pet's name. Also, it got so dark and bleak for me that I looked into dog cloning. (laughs) Which I don't endorse on any level when I'm thinking sanely because there's so many dogs in shelters. There's so many dogs that need home. But I was – he's only five. So this would have been like so premature. I I was – desperate times were calling for very desperate measures. And I learned how dog cloning works and it is horrific. Well, yeah, it's cloning. You don't want no spooky soulless animal running around up in here, some demon dog. If it looked like Frank, I'd probably be fine. I would just mm. project the personality onto him. and I, It's the only way I'd be able to get through it. But um, the way they do it is disgusting. I'm not going to go through it. I don't want to upset anybody on their drive to work or, or their workout or whatever you're doing. But it is awful. I mean, it's also like $100,000. <laughs> it is a ridiculous amount of money. And they're only doing it in Korea. But pe- rich, rich people are doing it. Mm-mm. You have to take like a, like a quarter size of the dog's skin while it's still alive, send it to Korea. They put it in a surrogate dog. And they make a bunch of them. A lot of the puppies die. And then they FedEx you. A little zombie dog. <laughs> Didn't want to get into it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> also, yeah, that it, everything you I just said you. sounds evil, doesn't it? I Don't s- it all sound deep, dark, yes. and ugly, spooky, ooky, and kooky? I, I spared you a couple of the very gruesome details. But I think a lot of people are curious how it works. I was, and uh, I'm not doing it. Bum, 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 bum. What's our word of the day, Benton? Ephemeral. Ephemeral. It's a very good word. It is a good word. It sounds what does beautiful. It, mean? it means... Um, Oh my god! I just forgot. It's like a little bit, a little of something. It goes away shortly. You, it's fleeting. If, like your thought about yeah. the word ephemeral. <laughs> ephemeral. I'm very ephemeral on this word. <laughs> Lasting for a very short time is what ephemeral means. Nailed it. Ephemeral. That's how you pronounce it. Ephemeral. I was a living. That was really sexual the way I know. she did that. Ephemeral. ephemeral. <laughs> wow. It's, it's a sexy we, word. Do we more do the dictionary now? Um, okay. So, do you want to use it in a sentence? Um. Yeah, you go first. You have one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, uh, even though that show was ephemeral, I enjoyed it while it lasted. Okay. <laughs> um, even though your attention span is very ephemeral, I'm going to continue this friendship. <laughs> or like um, 
that that style was ephemeral. Like, um, yeah, uh, her yeah. blue jeans so ephemeral. Yeah, well, no, blue jeans are not ephemeral. Blue jeans are blue jeans permanent. are forever. Yes, they are permanent. But um, side ponytails ephemeral. They actually those stayed around for a little bit while. But now they're ephemeral. Now they're wait. Can it, is, yeah. it, is it more applied to time though, or things, or both? Uh, either it can be um, like oh. someone had 15 minutes of fame. They were, their their fame was ephemeral. Oh, you know, it's such an that relationship was. It ephemeral. sounds like you're being so much more nice than saying fleeting or something. I know. Like that. Yeah, short lived. I mean, it's a synonym for short lived, right? It was ephemeral. I like that. I just I had feelings. They were ephemeral. They went. I like, oh, that's the best version. I, I had like feelings for if, them. It was ephemeral. I try to just go like if I have feelings coming up, anger towards someone, I go, this is ephemeral. This is ephemeral. Feelings are not facts. It's gonna go away. It's kind of like a sexy way to describe a fit. <laughs> feelings are not facts. No. But how I feel is a fact. <laughs> feelings aren't facts. Uh, ephemera is also what it's uh, the root of it, and ephemera uh, is essentially. I, I'm trying to think of how to describe it. I should probably just great stage name. Ephemera is a really good Welcome stage name. Welcome to the stage, ephemera. Ephemera is like stuff that uh, has an expiration date from the past. Like she had this chest full of ephemera up in the... Knickknacks. Yes. I have a storage unit full of ephemera, but it's stuff that's specifically short-lived. So what would you have in the attic that would be like that? Some, Food? Uh, yeah, he said yes, basically. Milk? So my bad. milk is so... I have ephemera. I have a bunch of ephemera in my fridge. You could really say that if you were an asshole uh, <laughs> and wanted to confuse people at parties. Um, okay, this uh, this segment... We want them to start using the word. We should leave us a comment using the people word. People really have been. I mean, they've been texting me, telling That's me um, that they... Uh, are using what were the words clairvoyant? What were the words that we had? Uh, hollow. We got hollow, a lot on that. A lot on that. People are using the words. They're very clairvoyant. Excited. Mm-hmm. Cl- I don't think we did that, but we should. We should do clairvoyant. That's a good one. Um, okay, Gary Goldman is coming up. Uh, don't forget, we're going on tour. WhitneyCummings.com. The tickets are ephemeral, so get them. And um, text me. Oh, that was good. Eight one eight two three nine seven five two seven. Please. I've really been going through those because I was very sad this weekend and I needed. Texture to- a poem. Text me a poem. Don't do that. Text it. Please don't. Dick pics only. Thanks. And oh, my God. <laughs> WendyCummings.com. Do we have any other announcements before Gary Goldman? Um, n- tour. Text you. Um, no, that was it. We, that was you, it. You did a great oh, job. A lot of people, there were a couple follow-ups on the skin routine stuff. I don't know why. I explained things. Then you guys, what was that thing you explained? Just press rewind. Isn't there still a rewind button? Oh, I, yeah. I got a lot of message. Whitney, I was driving, and Whitney said that she uh, wore something under her shirt. It's like a bra. I don't know. What? Yeah, it's all, it's all there. Uh, but Source Natural Skin Eternal Serum. That is the serum that I talked about. You guys keep texting me about it. Write it down. Go buy it. Oh, do we want to talk about merch? It's not out yet. But you want to tell them that it's coming? No. So they can save their coins? Yeah, save that coin. Save that Bitcoin. <laughs> save your coin. Save your Bitcoin because we All got, those doll hairs. We've got <laughs> ugh, we've got merch coming down the pike. <laughs> it's right around the corner. Yeah. Uh Gary Goldman. <laughs> Gary Goldman. Are we friends? Yes, I no, can say no. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know you. Right. This is kind of wild that the first time we're hanging out is on like being recorded. Well, we did meet at Caroline's in around 2007. Wow. And we talked for a little bit at like a Christmas party or That's something like correct. that. That's correct. Yeah. I was intimidated. Or maybe it was 2000. You were intimidated by me? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. That's unusual. I disagree. My, like, everyone that I started comedy with... You were like the gold standard. Really? Yes. 
It's news to me. <laughs> Someone should have told you this. Yeah. Uh, I think comedians, we tend to talk shit to each other's faces and good behind oh, yeah, our yeah, backs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've, I've like talked- parents. <laughs> Yes. I've talked good behind your back a lot. Oh, that's so nice. God forbid I tell you. Right. I, because I remember like we'd be writing jokes and it was like, oh no, Gary Goleman would make this last for 30 minutes. Like he could write about this, (laughs) like this joke, we should keep uh, milking it. That's what we'd say. Right, right. Milking it and getting every possible angle. Right. Because it, it came from, I think, being in LA. Or maybe even in Boston, where it was so hard to get on stage mm. that you couldn't really try out new stuff. You had to have stuff that worked and try to make that longer. So that was my, it was like a, what do you call that? Necessity. Out of necessity. But I used to beat myself up using you. Really? <laughs> flagellate myself with your act. Um because I'd be like, why can't I write more jokes about this? Like, this is ridiculous. Like, Gary Goldman can write 40 minutes on sugar cookies. Like, <laughs> like I'm suck. Like, it, uh-huh. you know, a lot of people go like, I want to become a comedian because of that person. I wanted to stop doing comedy every time I saw you. Oh, well, I feel that way with so many comedians. Yeah. Brian Regan was that way for <gasps> me. Every time I saw him, I would think, why do I even How do you have 40 minutes bother? on peanut butter and jelly? Oh, I know. I can- and... <laughs> And approaches and angles that nobody's even considered. Like he, the one thing that I always say, it's enough with the airplane humor, unless you're Brian Regan. (laughs) In which case, you get a fresh take. Yes, a fresh take about how the the (laughs) pilot has found twenty million dollars and he's trying to figure out how to split it up before that. That's why they can't take off in time because we're going to split it up amongst everybody on the plane. I mean, he's just inspiring. One of my favorite. Yeah. Stories. But also he makes you want to quit. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. Cause I'm just like, I could never right. think that way. Yes. You yes. know, but I yes. always, I always had this thought about you where I was like, you know, cause I think comedians for the most part, like I think, and part of the reason I do it is you can kind of release your shame by talking about the grossest parts of yourself and just sort of, and then people laugh. So you're able right. to alchemize yeah. it into something good, you know, I'm yeah. like, Oh, well, all of these horrible things that happened can't be for nothing because yes. I then can make people laugh. I can pay yes. my bills. Like There's that- redemption and revenge. And yes. But I remember like the first couple of years I, watched you i sort of was like there's not a lot of darkness here yeah you know right and i was always curious like is there just no darkness at all or why so much darkness but i i didn't have the confidence or maybe even the skill level to to make it funny i would try every once in a while i would try to talk about something on stage and then if it didn't work right away i'd be like it's too dark i can't i can't go in that direction and yeah because i remember um you had a joke. Uh, you had a joke that was um, Gary's doing ASMR with the mic. <laughs> um, uh, you had a joke. I'm gonna botch it, but it was like, okay. can someone please invent a, a orange juice that you can drink within two days of brushing your teeth? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something. I remember that. Or a, yeah. or a toothpaste you can use within two days yeah. before brushing your teeth. Yeah, so a toothpaste that. Yeah, I can't remember it either. But it was about that. It about was something taste, that yeah. was like everyone's had that problem <laughs> but yeah. no comedian had put it in the wording that made it like maximum like relatable and funny and i just remember going like that can't be his biggest struggle <laughs> <laughs> no no feel like cuz if there's a comedian performing not talking about their demons like right. what's going on yeah. with them and i remember when i heard you were going through some tough times i was like it just like was so yeah 
overwhelming and just sort of like, oh, yeah, he never got to release it on stage. He never got to sublimate it into his work. Yeah. Well, I think... Yeah, I mean, I may have I may have written myself into a corner where it's like nobody wants to hear about the misery of the the cookies guy, <laughs> and and so it was hard to make that make that adjustment, and so I had to do it rather dramatically, like like to go go up there and talk about the level of depression I had, say, when I moved out here in two thousand. It wasn't that compelling. There weren't. I wasn't hospitalized. I, I would just sound like a lot of other comedians who were struggling. And then when I, I guess when I got to the point where I was in hospital and, and what am I British in the hospital? <laughs> in <Ugh>. hospital. <laughs> oh. oh my God. I want to throw up. We now. get it. You have health. Yeah. Care. In the, in the hospital. <laughs> I, and then I did. When I was taking my yeah, tea in yes, hospital. Yes. And then, and then electroconvulsive therapy and all the other things. It was like, Oh, okay. Now it's, now it's different from from most of the other comedians, and also, uh, if I go on stage looking and shaking like this, because my anxiety was so bad that I was shaking all the time, and and if I go on stage doing this, somebody's going to be like, "What the what the hell is wrong with this guy?" Yeah. So I had to address it. So it was he had too many again, sugar cookies. Again, necessity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Drink yeah, too yeah, much you, orange juice. Yes, he overate. Yeah. Do you find that the word depression is being overused these days? Like, just well. No, but I, I also think. I mean, I I agree with what you're saying, but there's also I have to tell people that you don't have to be at the level I was to go get help. Yes. Yes. I mean, I got help early on at a level that was far from that. That was just I was just a very high functioning, mm-hmm. depressive who who could stay up really late getting the things done that I had been unable to get done all day long and. Also, I had kind of a, a rhythm to my depression where I would feel much better at night than I did in the morning. And so you'd talk yourself out yeah, of... Yeah, yeah. And then there were there were sort of periods of three to six months where I felt great and I would get everything done and then fall apart and, and go back into a into a hole for a while. So there was a, a... Does it become like an amnesia where you're like, oh, that was, that was just a phase that passed. I'm if, out of the woods. The thing is, is that I think I needed it to get this bad... In order for me not to have that amnesia, yeah, because I I find that this recovery seems to be the sturdiest because I'm so vigilant. Yeah, like we were just talking, how I'm like I have to run today, or I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm going to spend the rest of the week in the fetal position because I I I, I really need it, especially when I travel. Traveling yeah. is is you get out of your routine and and it's it's hard to maintain. Yeah, and I also find, I mean, traveling is exhausting, I think, especially for sensitive people because you're around yes. so many people you don't know. You're mm-hmm. taking on their stuff. You're taking on their energy. You strike me as empathic. Like, like it's funny when people are like, sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't text you. I've been traveling all day. And yeah. my brain is always like, you mean you were sitting in one place for eight hours? No, I know. You couldn't send one no. text. Like, what is so exhausting about travel? Yeah. Like, you got to keep track of your bags. <laughs> you got to make sure you're at the gate. But otherwise, like, what's right. so tiring about it? Yes. I, yeah, I actually find myself a little bit free when I'm in the, yeah, when I'm in the airport. It's like, I love it. Yeah. But, it, it, but I do think for people like us, sensitive people, and are constantly taking on other people's stuff and judging and looking for jokes. Like I do find in an airport, yeah. my brain is kind of an overdrive because I'm so disgusted by people's behavior oh, I know. <laughs> that I have to like, I obsess over it. I know. I know. You take up seven seats with one backpack? Yeah. I'm, oh my gosh. <laughs> the wild amount of <laughs> injustices 
that I that I witness out during the day, and and you know the New York subways. Yeah. There are there are men who are taking up two two spaces. <laughs> and an old lady is barely holding yeah, on to the. She's yes, she's barely holding <laughs> holding on and slipping and sliding all over the place. And this guy needs so much space for his two legs, and he's it it drives me insane. When I see someone at the airport. Sitting and they put one bag on each side yes. of them. Yes, Dude, it should be in front of you on the on the chair. One, sh- you get one yeah. chair. Yeah, I don't care if the whole thing's empty. Yes, it's just it's it's like compact. Yes, why you, can't check it? Yes, check your luggage. Why can't everyone be as <sighs> neurotic, neurotic, and full of and shame. not want to take up any space <laughs> as as uh, us? It Everybody, oh. they're trash. People just put their trash on the seat, which is wild. They're sitting yes. on the floor, lying down, or people who don't have an anxiety attack, trying to figure out where to put their trash at Whole Foods between the compost and the recycling. And, and I, I just what compost is? You can't include the paper. Yes, holder. It's, you have to yes. empty it out. It's the rinds, man. Okay. Also, who's throwing away your food at home? Finish it. <laughs> there should be nothing left. Yes. For eighteen dollars, right. I'm scraping. There's nothing. There's right. I'm eating the rinds. Yes. I'm consuming all of it <laughs> for that amount of money. Every right. seed, every rind. Yes. Um, I, I mean, I just. But I'll see a plastic cup in the compost, and I want to burn the entire place down. I used to. I always think everything is a scam, and for the longest time, <laughs> I just thought it was all going to the same place and just giving oh, people the idea, maybe the illusion. Is. You know, maybe it is. Like, what are the chances that's they're the, really? That's the reveal at the end of our lives. Dude, it all goes to one bin. <laughs> that's what I assume, or maybe that's just the delusion I tell myself because I don't want to go through the whole thing. Yeah. Um. But uh, I in watching your special, it was. It was I hate saying this, but this is what people say. I hate that when I watched it, I was like, oh, my God, I never would have known. Do you hate it when people say that? No. I mean, I feel like it's it's part of the – I don't know if it's part of the illness, but – Part of my version of the illness was keeping it from all but two or three people yeah. and my and my therapist and just so many people over the years I've I've let go because I, I couldn't keep in touch I just didn't have the the energy and I, I remember people saying I, you never called me back I never heard from you and I and I say yeah I wasn't I wasn't f- feeling well so it's been great to reconnect with so many people and also over the past two years to sort of re relive certain things because one one of the things that's so frustrating is you don't enjoy things that you used to yeah. enjoy and and so for for me I used to love playing basketball and then it became too much of a of a hassle for me to to get to the court and then I would be disappointed in my is it performance just because you couldn't get out of bed and yeah i was getting yourself. out of bed and then i i would i would think i'm just gonna miss a whole bunch of shots and feel lousy about that and 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 now i i, I play so frequently and i watch it and i i just it's like rediscovering that this thing that i had I, I had forgotten brought me so much joy like like pure joy can i be really granular about about oh, yeah. this? i i i know i think enough to understand like how addiction works and how it thrives on shame and secrecy we say yeah. like you're only as sick as the secrets you yes. keep is depression like that as well the more yes. you keep it from people I the think, worse it gets i think there are so many analogous aspects of depression too and I, i've found over the years that that a lot of the 
tenets and and philosophies in in AA and 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 NA are applicable to to depression. Like one that I I remember my I used to go to a lot of meetings with a with a friend. Cool. And one thing that people would always say was compare and despair. Mm-hmm. And that's all show that's, business that's is. That's Instagram. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and so that's something I I had to take into account and also Which is also just to to pause there for a second that's so fascinating cuz you know a lot of people probably were comparing themselves to you for a long time not even knowing what was actually going right. on so a lot yeah. of times we're comparing ourselves to things that don't even exist oh i know cuz people know. are putting out a false version of themselves so I know. a lot of times we're you know comparing ourselves to a hallucination anyway i know but i i still have to catch myself yeah. even even now when i when i think of somebody you see somebody who you think is so great and you're yeah. like well i need to work harder yeah. and then i realize that may be true but it is not the answer to me feeling better about myself you said something somewhere i don't know where it was where chris rock said to you were sort of I, w- I won't put words in your mouth. Oh, yeah. Uh, comparing yourself to someone else's career. And oh, this was with Burt Kreischer. Yes. Yes. And it really hit me because I think it's, it's I always am trying to find the balance between healthy competition and going right. and healthy motivation of going, okay, this person got this thing. I can get that thing, too. Yeah. You know, I need a little bit of that. Right. Um, sure. It's just part of how I function. I'm not saying it's healthy, but it's just. No, I, it's fine. And it's human nature. 100%. Yeah. And. uh and compare and despair and an unhealthy obsession with someone else's success <laughs> or, you know, just right. a lot of times yeah. I'll be like, well, that person got that. I need to get it too. And I don't even want yeah. it. Why am no, I just, I know. why am I trying to get, check that box just because someone else did? I know. You know, I know. Um, I don't even want that thing. I don't want right. to do cruises. Why am I doing, <laughs> why am I forcing myself to do things just because someone else is, is doing it? Um, but what was it, the Chris Rock, if you want to become that, you will become that? Well, he, yeah, he was talking about this comedian who you'd, you'd, you'll laugh when I tell you who it is afterwards. But Kreischer and I were talking about him and we just we really just wanted to get feature work on the road. Right, right, right. Which for those who don't know, that's when you open for a yeah, yeah, comedian. Yeah. yeah. And Chris Rock said, if you want to be that guy, that's who you'll be. If you want feature work, you'll get feature work. And that's and that's the, the highest you'll climb. And Yeah, and, if you're going to yeah. compare yourself to someone yeah. or... Try to become someone at least strive. Yeah. Yes, yes, it was great. It was great advice. It seems so obvious now, but and but, it was yeah. carrot top. <laughs> like if you're gonna manifest or the secret or whatever, right. it, at least yeah. So I remember the first time I, I um, did like a vision board when I moved to Los Angeles. I, I believe in the vision board, by oh, the way. I think that I also though think it's almost uncanny. So a vision board is something you put images that you want to achieve on a board, but I also think the type of person who takes time. To make a vision board is also yeah. the type of person who's who works doing hard the in their wor- comedy. Yes, it's a great point. It's not yes. like someone just does it and yes. then never writes a joke. Yes, <laughs> you that's so mansion. that's so true. You know, it's like the kind of the thing- act of collage. <laughs> the person that, cutting out. It's not so much. That's what they will find out years and later. It's not the visions. It's the collaging. It was collaging the is the is the the decoupage. <laughs> the person who's getting yes, the yes. rubber cement and the yes. doing the thing. Yes, and the glue stick and the, and the glue gun. Yes. Has all the time in the world yes. to do the work. Yes, you know it's that yes. magic. It's the same thing with like right. I have this theory about taking vitamins. Like vitamins might not be what's making you healthy, but the type of person that goes out and takes the vitamin every day that is really insightful. Probably already so true. Yes, the statisticians would say, "Yeah, you can't tell from this because there's, (laughs) yeah, flawed There's there's a type of nerd. Yes, you're already type A. So I'm a little bit, you know. 
but um, vision boards, like I remember when I first, I was scared to aim too high, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, because I, somebody could see it and think you're crazy. Oh, I had guys find my vision board. <laughs> I had a guy find my vision board in my closet. And I remember because it, I had put glitter on it or something. Like I had really gone for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, what's all this glitter? And he opened a closet and my vision board fell out. It was like me next oh. to Will Smith. <laughs> Wow. It's like the Tonight Show. I mean, most yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. The Tonight yeah, Show. Yeah, I had Conan and Letterman. They and, do. Yes, uh, yes. Leno. And then I had, but there was something that was so funny that was actually beneath me, like, at the time that I had put. I revealed how, my first one how low my self-esteem was. Right. Good nights in Raleigh, North Carolina. <laughs> Rooster Tea Feathers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Chuckle Factory. Yeah, totally. Yes. <laughs> I was just sort of like, no, I think the issue here is not manifesting. It's just my self-esteem in general. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The reasonable vision board. <laughs> the achievable one. Yes. This will happen within two months. Yes. <laughs> but I do think it is important to, to uh, um, I was reading about how, uh, how we can quantify happiness. And one of the main things they can prove is that achieving goals yeah. is a big one. Like even yeah. in a small way, like. My thing was like, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm just going to like do whatever hits me. I thought that was progress because my stuff is crippling perfectionism and control. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start going to the gym and whatever happens, happens. Yeah. I'm just going to be flexible. I'm going right. to be spontaneous. I'm going to feel it yes. out. But then you leave being like, I'm not clear on what setting vague goals totally. is really bad. No, I totally agree with that. You don't yes. get dopamine out of it. Yes. So you got I Now I'm like... I used to make fun of the people at the gym that had their little notebooks, the dorks. Oh, no. <laughs> They're doing the right thing. That's right. Because yes. now I'm like, I'm going to do 50 of these, 50 of these, 50 of these. And then I yes. can leave and be clear yes. that I've achieved my goal and feel pride and esteem. No, totally. Yeah. It's I, such I a loved, small thing. And I love keeping track. Keeping track. Yes. Do you mean like journaling? Or well, you... I, I have this Goodreads app. Mm -hmm. And it's fun to finish a book, but it's much more fun to put it into the Goodreads and review it and, and put a number of stars next to it. I, I just I just feel like, like a scholar. A sense of completion? Yes. Whoa. Yes. They like want to know my opinion on the book. Yeah. I really I really love the Goodreads app. And I have this run keeper so that that keeps all my stats for my running. And even when I play basketball, it'll keep my heart right. And Does that Things like get, that. I would get addictive to that step thing. Oh, I don't count the steps. Oh, okay. It's just, it's just, I, I'm a streak guy, so I, I want to do it five or six times a, a week and, uh -huh. and, yeah, and keep that going. So, yeah, I, found, I find that very helpful. It keeps me accountable and also makes me proud that, I, yeah. Our brains need proof. Yes. Right? Because yeah. left to my own devices, when I do something, I'll go, I sucked at that. That was shitty. That was awful. Right. But yeah. then I can look at the proof and go, oh, no, I did 50 of those squats. Yeah. Or I did 50. Okay. Yeah. There's, I can't argue with this yeah. evidence. Right. I mean, like, I'm the person that every time I go on stage, I'm like, I just bombed. That was horrible. Right. And I play it back and I'm like, oh. Yeah. That was weird. No, I know. <laughs> that went much better than I thought. I will I default to. I've, which, yeah. Which I think is part of the reason we're good comedians. Right. You know, I have bomb years. I always think I'm bombing. Yeah. And it makes me work harder. Yeah. And I think it's like trying to find a balance between that. A healthy delusion that makes you work harder and one that is sabotaging. Yeah. The Br Bruce Springsteen, you think, you have to, th said, you, you have to think you are, that you suck and that you are a badass simultaneously. I and, love and that. And that's why he's Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. But there was a point where he couldn't get out of bed in the morning and he takes antidepressants. So, yeah. That was the, that was the eye opener to me was because... 
you definitely have this where you thought, if I achieve and work hard, then I will feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. And then when I found out that it didn't work for Springsteen, who worked harder than everybody and achieved more than almost everybody, but maybe Dylan, yeah. maybe, and he was unhappy, it's not... That's when you realize it's, yeah, you that it's chemistry. Get, yeah, yeah, you cannot get internal needs met yeah. with external things. It's yes. not stuff. Yes. It is not stuff. No. I would love to talk about antidepressants. Um, okay. Because... Uh, you know, I think we still don't totally know the neurochemistry of what causes depression. Right. Right. I yeah. mean, it's 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 wild how little we actually know about the brain. Right. I think we do know that um, your dopamine receptors might not be receiving dopamine the same way. It could also be genetic. That's not 100 percent yet. But right. yeah. that's something I learned with um, eating disorders and some depression in my family and migraines. Learning that something's genetic, there's a little bit of a like, okay. Right, yeah. <laughs> I didn't make this up. Yeah. This, you know, I'm not victimizing myself. I'm not mm-hmm. like trying to get attention. Right. And this is a biological thing and I didn't fail. Right. Right? Yeah. Especially with addiction where you're like, okay, this train left the station like six generations ago. Right. <laughs> like yeah. my, answers, my ancestors were wasted all the time. The epigenetics of what happens, like this is the first generation where we really have any concept right. of tools or yeah. are seeking to fix any of this. I know. This is just like how it was. Yeah. They might not have called it depression. Right. But my ancestors who were in coal mines, like probably yeah, had this. They just didn't no, know what to course. call it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love what you said in your special. Uh, it was, what was it? Man up and what do you have to be depressed about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were your yeah. tools growing up? Yeah. And suck it up. That suck was it up. a good one. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And what do you yeah. have to be depressed about? Yeah. People think that it like has to do with what you oh, I know. have. I know. In some way. I know. So a lot of people asked um, on Instagram to... Um, is what you're on an SSRI and can you help us understand that is selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. I always get that wrong. Yeah. One of them is the Cymbalta that I take is a, is an SSRI and I've had good, had good success with those over the, mm-hmm. over the years. And I, I guess it's, it, it keeps you from losing more serotonin than you're losing or something like that. I don't, I can't remember the, the actual chemistry behind it, but I know it's, it's, been very helpful and i i asked my my doctor i said why do you think this combination has worked and and the other thing i take is is remeron and he said because it all these things attack various things that may be the cause of yeah of your depression you're a guinea pig we're all just yeah we're all it's a suspenders and belt type of approach to the but something i love so much about you know how you talked about this publicly is it's like you know, you're attacking it from a chemical and behavioral person. You're not just going, I'm taking antidepressant and right. that's all I yeah. have to do. My no. work here is done. No, it just got me to a level where I was. Now I can go yes. do daily work. Yes, I exactly. Need- it seems like you really uh, do well with routine. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's why traveling is so hard. Yeah. You lose your routine. But yeah, I'm really good at, at routine. And if it's broken, I, I get anxious. Yeah. Um, I did go on antidepressants. It, it, for me, it's, I think it, it, it is really hard to delineate when you're in, you know, your addictive brain, codependent brain, which is what I am in recovery with, um, eating disorder stuff, depression. It's easy to kind of like conflate all those. And it took oh, me a yeah, long time to go. Yeah. I can be depressed sometimes. I can be sad, but that doesn't mean I have clinical depression. Right. You know, having. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Sometimes it's a victory yeah. to be able to say, oh, I actually don't have clinical depression. Right. I have these things. Right. Um, 
and but I was and I have such bad insomnia oh. that for the for the longest time I was yeah. just exhausted. Of course. I had adrenal fatigue and I was a walking zombie and I didn't take care of myself and I didn't eat well and I was in all these bad relationships. You know, in to yeah. fa- first you got to like you can't just go like I'm in this toxic relationship. I'm in this terrible job. I'm making these terrible decisions. I drink every night. Oh, but I must have depression. It's like, well, you have right. to just yeah, isolate yeah, yeah. them all. Yes. But I was on um I did take um what was the what what was the uh antidepressant that was I was on? Wellbutrin? No. Zoloft? No. Um Prozac? No. Lamictal? No. Um, Lex- Lexapro? <laughs> yes, I okay. took Lexapro. Okay. I took Lexapro. <laughs> I've taken all those, by the way. <laughs> I love that Reddit yeah. special. So genius. Oh, thanks. And, uh, and I was on Lexapro for a while because, uh, and I was on Trazodone for a minute. Okay. Which, because the side effect of Trazodone, I think, is drowsiness. So I was taking that for yeah. sleep for a little bit because right. they were like, look, literally anything's better than Ambien. Yeah. I was waking up to like, I mean, like cans open that I had like eaten jelly out of my hands wow. in the middle of the night this shit that was going on wow and so i took trazodone i took lexapro and something i wish they had told me was that going off it is a whole thing yeah i tried to go off of it yeah. cold turkey yeah that's no joke it was yeah. brutal yeah that's why i feel bad for people who have no choice but to they run out of money oh gosh heartbreaking oh my gosh it's tragic because yeah. I was getting those little fingers. It's dangerous. Out. I was I was literally getting little fingers. Yes. Out and um, my eyes were throbbing, but I was getting these little zaps at the end of my oh, fingers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. When you go off it, you just yeah. really have to be careful. Yeah. They said you have to do like a half a pill, then a whole pill, then a half a pill, then a whole pill for like a couple months. No one told yeah. me that, and I was just yeah. electrocuting myself. Oh my gosh. You know. Poor thing. Um, but uh, but I just I don't I think that there's so much shame around talking about it for most people that you don't even think to go like yeah. ask questions. No, I know, I know. You just uh, oh. And I think for women, there's a there's if you go in and you're basically like, hey, I have headaches. They're like, here's an antidepressant. And you're like, wait, hold yeah. on, can we? <laughs> right, too many people are getting it from there. Bino. Yes. yes. I had a yes. gynecologist who um, prescribed yeah. me antidepressants. Like, you're a woman. I just assume you're depressed. You must be, have depression. Ridiculous. You know, so for me, one of my big victories is going like, no, these are the things I have. Right. I don't want to over pathologize myself yeah. or mispathologize myself. Yeah. Um, and really understanding, you know, kind of what it is. So for someone who is trying to understand if this is a condition they have or not, like, what are the main things they should look at? Because I, I think it's important to remember that, like, being sad, that's human. Sure. That's a healthy emotion right. sometimes. It's yeah. if you if it doesn't stop. Yeah. That's Right. If it doesn't stop if it lasts for for twelve weeks, maybe even eight weeks, mm-hmm. depending on the level. If you had and, a bad day, also, right. that's human. You know, I think that yeah. you know, we say in uh, in program like alcoholics are the only people that think they should be having fun all the time. Right. And we're kinda like that now. Yeah. We're like well, I should always be happy. It's like Well, I'm 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 not an addictive personality really but i but i do crave the excitement and and when when you have a big project that comes out it's so exciting mm-hmm. and your your adrenaline is going and you're promoting and everybody is so excited for you and then the postpartum it comes out depression and there's postpartum and, and luckily i had some people who recognized or had gone through that tell me yeah you don't want to have to be like that all the time because mm-hmm. there's part of you on the next day well i gotta work on the next thing so that i can get this feeling again and and my my friends who have been through that said it's it's 
you can't win. The It'll reason never, it's so yeah. special is because it doesn't happen exactly. all the time. Exactly. And if you need that all the time, good luck to you. Yeah. That's a tough one. And that's, that's something that's yeah. really helped me understand. Like, no, I, I don't just like I'm entitled to always being happy all the time. Right. Sometimes you're going to be sad. You're going to have a bad day. You're right. going to be frustrated. Those are yes. all healthy feelings. And yes. sometimes what we need to do is learn to tolerate the feelings of discomfort, not anesthetize right. that. Right. But the other thing, in the, and I said this earlier, was not enjoying things that you really used to enjoy. Ooh. You don't You don't have to live without the things that, that brought you happiness and, mm-hmm. and joy, especially if they're things that aren't that exciting, but that you looked forward to doing. Like I couldn't read for two years. I couldn't concentrate. And then when I did read it, I didn't really enjoy it. I didn't get anything out of it. And and was it like a numbness, or was it yeah? A sadness? There was a there was a numbness. Things that I used to love to do, and people that I loved to be around. I just I wanted to be alone, and 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 so so that's another symptom. And then either too much sleep, which was my case, mm. where I'd get fourteen hours and it wouldn't be enough. Because I think a lot or of people you can't think... sleep. Oh wow! Yeah. And then there's anxiety, which is a lot of times coupled with with depression, where mm-hmm. you you can't you can't get out of your head, and you have thoughts of doom and gloom, and 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 then there then there are these suicidal ideations, and I mean that I didn't always have that, mm-hmm. but by 2015 that was that was in my head all the time. I was I was googling. I was yeah. I was so interested in a painless way, and then you always are told growing up never leave the garage door closed when you start up your car and all i could think was when i would go to my mother's house this is such a great garage for filling with carbon monoxide and then later i read that that doesn't work anymore that they've taken something out of the out of the the car that doesn't make it possible for you to really? kill yourself in your garage i don't know if that's that's true or maybe they just tell you that to to dissuade you but yeah, so that you was, were going through possible yeah, scenarios. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't do anything involving pain or or jumping out. Like one time when I lived in LA, I stood on my I stood on my windowsill and then I I luckily realized you're going to regret it about You're gonna injure yourself a nanosecond into the jump and then you're still gonna be going. And so I came back in the in the apartment, but yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I've had these feelings for so long, but they, they hit a, a and yeah. when you would think of those things, would you go, Oh, don't do that. Was there like, it was it like a dual two voices or it was like, Nope, that's still a good for idea. For a lot of time there was a dual voice. And then, like I said, in 2015, 2016, it became a, well, we'll just, we're biding our time now. But then there would be something that would. I would try that would make me think that like the ketamine I tried that I thought maybe this will be the case and then the ECT maybe this will be and that and that was really the ECT was really helpful so my 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 wife was was very optimistic and always looking for things and sending me links to new ideas and and new stories and she grew mushrooms in our in, oh, our, cool. in our apartment yeah and and I didn't take them because I I, I was afraid that it would make things worse that's the other thing. You get to a point where you're like, <laughs> and how can so it get funny me? when you're like, yeah. I thought suicide was a good idea, but I can't eat those mushrooms. Yes. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. It was, um, you know, I had a... But you're not in your right mind. You no, yeah. You have these bizarre thoughts. Yeah. We're, that are illogical. And um, some people were asking, and this, I thought this was a good question, about when you 
have this condition and you enter in a relationship with someone, when do you share it with them? And how much do you share? I share immediately or shared immediately. Yeah. Like within, like I want you to, as soon as, as soon as the person I could tell was interested in me, I would say, listen, I have had some really dark periods in my life. I feel fine enough now I'm dating and, and I feel hopeful, but I can tell you that it gets really bad. And it was, it was, it was something that I started doing in my, in my early thirties because I, I just, I thought it was, it would be cruel for somebody to find out about this two or three months in yeah. and then think that they'd been been misled and they were all fine with it and nobody i've never had somebody leave me because they couldn't tolerate it or anything like that but i i will say that i i begged sade my my wife to to leave me i was like you save yourself kid get out get out while you still can i'll bring you down sorry the garage door's closed and, get out and, let me open yeah. the door <laughs> like, we can get the door open sorry. Yeah, and and she's stuck by me, so I'm I'm really I'm really happy that I've been able to reward her her patience with with two solid years of of. I would ask her. I say, why have you stayed? And she said, well, the first six months were very strong. So, I I I hope that you'll be able to return there someday. But yeah, it was crazy. And then, so how? much do you share this well i mean no, now obviously you're yeah. a public figure and you've been sharing it but like have you ever been in a situation in a friendship where you shared it and the person either didn't understand or wasn't supportive or didn't make you feel okay about it and then you realize the friendship was no longer i asked because when i started going to meetings i did have a couple friends that were like "Ugh, like you and your meetings like right. it was just kind yeah. of a you know they say when you get healthy the sick get angry wow yeah that's so true it kind of holds up a mirror and people then have yeah. to look at themselves and they don't like it that might just yeah. be my case but i noticed a couple no, people like didn't want me to get better yeah yeah i, th- I think that I don't. I don't know that I left any friends, but there were certain friends where I knew. Yeah, I mean, I me. We didn't speak for <laughs> you. <laughs> I can't. I can't bring this up with this person because they give me trite, yeah, responses, and and so I had this one friend who who would would quote Shawshank Redemption to the get busy living or get busy dying type thing, and I said, I wish it were, I wish it were that that just throwing easy. platitudes, at yeah, you. these just really <laughs> soft platitudes that really weren't weren't helpful, and so I you, know, you got to slap your knee twice yeah. in order to think once, <laughs> like what? Yeah, I would I would have to keep my my feelings from from them. I don't think anybody can understand it who hasn't been through it or been near it mm-hmm. so it's it's very very hard to explain to somebody and they they don't really understand there are people who are actually in it who don't understand that this is that this is just not their their character flaw or their laziness or or things like that they they think this is how everybody lives i've had people mm-hmm. message me and saying well the idea that you're not going to feel good about yourself until you do something great that's just being human and it's not there are people with much it's also someone telling you yeah. you've never done anything great <laughs> like well i've made it special <laughs> i know, <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I wrote 45 minutes about sugar cookies right yeah what is wrong with these people yeah they're, yeah they're just adding to my insecurities <laughs> all right yeah. i'm throwing to break something i never do third love uses the measurements of millions of boobs to design bras all day for comfort and support 
Um, remember when we were getting a third love bra for me to try and you asked me my bra size? Yes. And I said, <laughs> what do you think? four th- weeks to respond to the message. <laughs> I do remember. Um, it's called leverage. Uh, and then remember I said, what do you think my bra size is? And I said a 38D. <laughs> Which is just a wild guess. What is that based on? Um, proportions, uh, <clears throat> hopes, um, uh, yeah, mostly those two things. <laughs> Studying my body. <laughs> yeah. Lots of gazing. I finally gave you the right size after you guessed incorrectly about 15 Which times. Which was? 30. Well, it does vastly. Oh, no one knows. It's a secret. Guys. Yeah. It's my, it's, oh, it's, oh, it's a, it's constantly uh, fluctuating, <laughs> but right now I'm a 34C, basically. Uh, I have a hard time finding bras. I love this one, which is why we said yes to doing this ad sponsorship. Um, and they'll give you the perfect size bra. They're soft. Not the, I mean the bra. Your boobs, hopefully, too. Um, fits perfectly. Doesn't pull. Doesn't squish my boobs. Doesn't misshape them. Doesn't cut into my shoulder. Good clasp. Yeah, and that's because of the quiz they give you. You just answer those few simple questions to find your size based on what your breast size, the shape, and the fit issues you have. Oh, and then, hands down, I believe this is the most comfortable bra he'll ever own. Yeah. I love mine. <laughs> Third love. I think we need to see. I, I don't. We've lost our place. It's but, hands down the most comfortable bra you own. Do actually, we have a coat? I don't need copy. I like this brand. I endorse this brand. Third love, these are badass bras. They work. I Sometimes your boobs are j- jiggling around. Not in these. Doesn't mush them. Yeah, my boobs haven't moved in weeks. <laughs> Third love knows. Them. And they have the cups are, um, what's that stuff, memory foam. So it remembers what your boob was so you don't have to start from scratch every time you put your bra on. Yeah, if you stay over at someone's house, you make a great pillow, take them right <laughs> off. Third Love donates all of their gently used return bras to women in need, supporting charities in their local San Francisco Bay Area and across the United States. That's freaking awesome. Uh, so far, Third Love has donated, oh, wow, $15 million in bras. Third Love knows it's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering my listeners, Whitney's listeners, 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash Whitney now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash Whitney for 15% off today. Get that Berzier. Oh, I got my Rothy's. I ordered those. Wait, I wanted to wear them for this ad. Fuck. They're so cute. They're they're black. Thank you. Did you just pick them out? I picked them out. They're so cute. They ha- they're like little um, ankle. They're, they go up around the ankles. Yeah. So you don't see my ugly ass socks. I'm very into this. Rothy's. Stylish shoes for women and girls out of recycled plastic water bottles. That just makes me so happy. Crazy comfortable. Fully machine washable. Which is So after a I bonus. step in horse crap, I can just throw them in the, in the washing machine. Uh, quickly grown to the most loved Gotta Have Them brand. It's so funny because I saw everyone wearing these and now I, I understand what's going on. Uh, they have a thousand nearly perfect reviews. Wow. They're stylish, sustainable, comfortable, washable. Re- Me. You in a shoe. Uh, perfect uh, flats for life on the go. Uh, super cute. They have all kinds of colors, prints, patterns. What were the, my other Yeah, options? they had, I mean, they have pointed toe flats, round toed flats. They yeah, have cute. like loafers. They have like yeah. little sneakers. A lot of like celebrities wear these. They, they were really nice. They have like tons of patterns and colors. Yeah. Like neutrals and then everything from like, um, like animal prints to Ooh, like why you Aztec prints. Why did you get me black? I almost got you like the Southwesterny printed ones, but then I could just see you being like, how am I going to wear this with my animal shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Too much pattern. I uh, love it so much. Another major, uh, major bonus is they're fully machine washable. 
as I said. Um, I don't know how to use my washing machine, but when I figure it out, can't wait to wash my shoes. Uh, they own and operate their manufacturing workshop where they pr- prioritize sustainability every step of the way. Thank God. Rockies own and, and operate, operate their, their manufacturing, manufacturing workshop. Where- where they prioritize sustainability every step of the way. Plus, Rothy's ship directly in their shoebox. I love this. There's no unnecessary packaging. Every time you order through something now, you feel like you're just like killing the environment. Feel good flats in more ways than one. You'll quickly discover why BuzzFeed called them their forever shoes. This is a very good Valentine's Day yeah, gift. Yeah, it is a good Valentine's Day it's gift. It's a very good Valentine's Day gift. Check out all the amazing styles available right now on rothys.com slash Whitney. Go to rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com. You guys know how to do this. Slash Whitney. Get your new favorite flats. Comfort, style, and sustainability. These are the shoes you've been waiting for. Rothys.com slash Whitney. I got the black uh, ankle ones. The high tops. Yep. I'm curious if it gets frustrating to see other people in a state you might have been in or when you see, like, do you feel like, like when I see someone that's struggling with addiction or codependence or eating disorders, I want so badly to pull them aside and be like, read this book and do this and do this. But yeah, it's usually like, no, I they're know. not ready till they're ready. Right. I, I mean, my, my Sade says that to me a lot. She says, you're angry at that person because they're not you. <gasps> yeah. They're not, they're not applying themselves and they're, they're not able to be disciplined about their treatment. Like, like, you are and they're impatient or whatever it was that got you through it and I, and I said you're you're absolutely I know I expect right. people to fix themselves overnight when it took me 10 years right <laughs> like, yes. what's your problem yes just do everything I did why would you not do everything why would you want to be I me did? yeah I know <laughs> I know. Drop everything. Right. Or or I want to shake certain comedians and say, why do you, why do I want you to be a better comedian than you want to be? Oh my god. Why <laughs> but it's it's not my life. Here, it's, take this tag. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's yes. It's so Stop fucking the stool. Right. Just, stop fucking the, <laughs> just stop fucking the stool. Yes. That's all I ask. Oh I know. I know. Stop laughing at your own jokes. <laughs> you know I know what you're doing. Stop banging yourself with the mic. <laughs> oh my gosh. The yes, the Chappelle. Yeah, he yeah. Ca- well, he's Chappelle. Right, he invented it. He but, did it. But yeah, but it's contagious to all these other guys. Because when you do yeah. it, it's just a Pavlovian response. Right, you yes. thought, I'm laughing at Chappelle having done it a year right. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. The slapping of the thigh with the microphone. Yes. yes. Hold the mic lower. <laughs> <laughs> Why is your hand on it? <laughs> like I. Oh, I know. I know. But then I go, okay, what are people saying about me? I'm sure people have their notes for me. Oh, gosh. I, I, I just... I. If the audience, the actual audience, was as abusive towards my act as I am, I would, yeah. But that's because I listen and I watch. And I'm like, ugh, I could find so many flaws in everything. But that's why I think you are thought of as sort of the quintessential joke writer. Sorry, I put a sort of in front of that. Well, that's nice. Because <laughs> you are so surgical. Like there is not an ounce of fat. Oh, well, thank you. Joke. But all, all I hear is fat. And the other That's thing why is, you have no fat. I need to, I need to, I've accumulated a few people whose opinion I trust, like their taste I trust. Ooh. And, and because otherwise, and you talked about perfectionism where you need that person. I need that person to say it's, it's good. And then I'm saying, all right take it from there because otherwise i would never release anything it's it's and these people yeah. have said before yeah it's not good enough they, they'll say in a very gentle way basically yeah you don't need that yeah 
or if, or if, yeah, yeah, like the director on this, if you ever have an opportunity to work with Mike Bonfiglio, sounds like a nightmare. He (laughs) feedback. Well, it wasn't so much the feedback as he listened to every, every set that I did for Mm -hmm. a year on the road and he, and he, he knew where he wanted the documentary stuff to go. So he helped me design the, the story of the, of the show and it, and it, it brought a narrative aspect to my to my comedy shows that that i never had that i never never bothered or 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 really felt i i i was capable of of putting that in there and i think that's the i think that may be the way that all stand-up specials are going now where where to keep it all in in on theme like you do that already but i had never really done that i just put together six or seven really solid jokes and then and then put out a special but i truly did that by accident this time because i i i realized like so much of writing is just picking a premise that you're going to be interested in for a year right we can all write three jokes on facebook and coffee you know what i mean yeah but i picked one premise and it didn't seem like anyone was really talking about it exactly and i feel like there's so many people doing comedy and so and i was just i really was just so afraid of doing something similar to someone else yeah that i was just like all right no one's talking about this let me just talk about this for four yeah Yeah. that's the secret (laughs) and then and then i go to the comedy store for like three months straight so everyone sees i'm talking about it so no one ever thinks like Great. I start because yeah. my biggest yeah. fear is doing something too similar to another comedian. Then a s- special comes right? out and it look because most people don't know when you shot something no. and they just go, "Oh, you have a similar no. joke to that person," right. and that's my living nightmare. Yeah, it's not like laws with precedents and cases. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Like because a lot of times people go, "You have a similar joke to that person." I'm like, "Well, yeah. was shot ten years ago." Right. Like, yeah. Look at the date on yeah. the thing. But I get so. I would just love to say, "Yes, I stole it. <laughs> I stole it from them." It's better. It's better, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I I wrote it down word for word, but then I feel like I added some some things to it, so I think it's a little bit better. Is Trim better? some of the fat. It's better. <laughs> there was a yeah. comic who I don't think is really in comedy anymore, and you're about to hear why. He would say, um, I remember one time going, "Oh, you and so and so have like a really similar," which I don't do anymore. I just I used to be the person that was like, "Let me help everyone with everything, and let me be yeah. the messenger who's always because I'd want someone right. to tell me." Yeah, and then I'd always end up backfiring, and I was like, "Oh, yeah. so and so has a similar thing. I just don't want yeah. you to just meddling in business oh, that wasn't exhausting. mine in the hallway." Oh my god, yeah. nightmare! <laughs> I'm like, let me get in some drama for no reason. Let me get between two comedians' egos. That's a good idea <sighs> at midnight on Tuesday. <laughs> and uh, I was like, "You guys have a similar thing," and he went, "Uh, well, let's see who gets it on TV first." Wow, <laughs> I was bone chilling. Wow, chills down the spine. But that that I do think right now is it's not so much about like that it's like well a a talk show host might do it or twitter might do it or someone might tweet it or but like there's so many ways to there might be a meme about this like i do feel a sense of rushing now yeah do you feel that stress of like no thank goodness (laughs) yeah but i but but i've been that yeah, I've I've been that way for a long time, and it's just it's it's a house of cards, man. Totally, because one it, it, you're oh everything's based on getting this joke out there, and and <laughs> it's not yeah. I want to be the fast food of comedy, right? Yeah, and and so yeah, there would there would be certain things that I had to drop over the years because somebody came out with something similar on TV, and mm-hmm. it's just and and you I always. 
knew that the more famous person was going to get the credit for yeah. the for the for the the joke. I mean, that 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 would be the bottom line. So, well, what am I going to do? It's also I feel like people are always like, "How come you tour so much? Like, how come you do?" So-? And it's like, well, no, the idea of a special is you do it for nine months. Yeah. Make sure it works in every city, yes. right? And you yeah. then you shoot it. Yeah, people are shooting specials after a month, and you're just like, no, you gotta right go yeah. work yeah. it out and find the pacing and find the definitely. No, I agree. I agree with that. That's that's. I mean that that was the the sort of silver lining to getting a, sh- a special every four years rather than every year. Every was year that, now was that is I, what it is. Was that I was able to work on these things for a, for a long time, and and in this case, I, I also had a long time in between when I finished writing it and when and when it aired. So I had time to work on this this new this new tour. Mm-hmm. And then also, people, you know, and I'll be prepared. I don't think I understand how um, sort of bittersweet putting a special is out because the second it comes out, you have to have a new hour. Yeah, yeah, and it's really annoying. <laughs> No, it's the most annoying. Yeah, and and I I think there was everything contributing to my to my depression. But part of it was putting on a special and not immediately having inspiration. To, chaos. Yeah, it is complete chaos. Yeah, and it, and the I had scramble. forgotten how I got to that last one. I was like, well, how did I write this hour before? And and there's also this feeling. Well, maybe I'm one of those guys who never wrote again after he was forty five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Yeah. How and, was Rodney Dangerfield when he started? Oh, I don't, I don't know. But he stopped for a long time, and then in his fifties, I mean, I started always, up again. Yeah, I always think about that. I think about Rodney Dangerfield all yeah, the time, and I, I, I also idolize Larry David's career path, where he was just a writer, yes. and now he's like an icon. Yeah. And I remember Gary Shandling said to me, I, I didn't know him very well. Um, I was a fan, obviously, and I found myself like in a room with him once. At Comedy Magic? It was not at Comedy Magic. It was okay. at a, a um, David Lynch, the meditation, oh, the yeah. director. Right. It was like a um, show, okay. like a charity show, right. like in the green room or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we had to follow Jay Leno, which was impossible. <laughs> I don't think people understand how hard Jay Leno kills yeah. when he does stand up. Yeah. It was the building was shaking. Yeah. He was the first stand up I ever saw live. My dad and I, when really? I was sixteen, went to see him at this theater in, in on the north shore of Massachusetts. And my dad was in his early sixties. I was sixteen and he killed both of us. We were dying. Dude, like hardened hipster yes. comedians who are yes. like, oh, talk shows, whatever, were yep. crying. Yes. He was talking about um the kickstand on a motorcycle. Like it was the it was the tiniest premise. Yeah. His and, yeah, and his stuff from back then holds up. I mean he was, it was yeah. machine gun yep. killing. Yep. So we were all like, oh like I was stretching. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I gotta pull it together. Yeah, going over your notes. Totally. I know. Like it was like yeah. I was doing that knee stretch. Right. And yeah. anyway, so I was with um Shanling and he said something and I was like furiously writing stuff down. Which by the way, before a show is is just drivel. Uh, it's not I'm not right. really writing a joke. Right. I'm just going through the motions no, to I know. delude myself into thinking I'm prepared. <laughs> Um, uh, he looked at me and he just said something that was so crazy. The exact thing I needed to hear at the exact time. He goes, uh, you know, you can never make it too late. Wow. I know it was, it hit me really hard and I'm sure if anyone else had said it any other time, I never would have heard it. 
And it took this weight off. It's the exact thing I needed to hear. Because I was like, I have until 38. I just had made this story up in my head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Based on like women in Hollywood and high def television. And who wants to hear a woman over 40 complaining on stage? You know what I mean? Because there is a little bit of like, you are just a naggy woman (laughs) with a microphone. (laughs) Because you really do turn into, I think, maybe not so much now, but my whole career. I remember Kevin Christie, who used to go with me on the road, would say like, about 30 minutes into the show, you turn it. One man snaps and you turn into their wife or their ex really? or like their the t- nun <laughs> that that beat yeah. them in high school or something really a man would always snap like 30 minutes into one of my shows like i remember one time um that's I, so interesting i was in la jolla that doesn't really happen anymore benton it's more like women yelling. Yeah. No, that doesn't happen at all. Men really seem to enjoy you and women throw things at you. That's right. <laughs> really? Gifts and... That's and, amazing. Yeah. Gifts, compliments. Yeah. Mace. Yeah, mace. That's a real one. <laughs> Someone threw me pink mace once. Um, I uh, I remember I was in La Jolla, California. Have you been down to that La Jolla comedy store? No. It's so great. No, it's legendary. It's though. legendary. It's a, yeah. It was the not the first comedy store. I don't know. What do I know? But it's like a box. Okay. It's just so many comedy venues now are like old banks. <laughs> and no. it's just the the yeah. the sound or, does not reverberate yeah. at all. Or D- Dan Soder said that one of the clubs was uh, closed laser tag. <laughs> it was so it was so big, dude. They're huge. You yeah. want low ceilings? Exactly. Low ceilings they and n- why? Never understand that. Which is people are yeah. like, why does everyone love the cellar so much? It's that's what we yeah. said. And the comedy connection was like that in yes. boston right yes in faneuil hall yeah it was perfect i remember walking in yeah. there and being like whoa this is a nightmare you have to look at both sides you got to swivel yeah. and then i understood yeah. this is like yeah or the old gotham the i old don't think gotham i've been the old Club. one okay yeah that was i mean identical to that that the dimension sort of of the or the setup of the cellar and the comedy connection in faneuil hall because yeah. i think a lot of people are like why does everyone love this club so much like the conditions yep you know and this is a perfect box in very low ceilings. Wow. And it's just the greatest. It's just like, poof, like when it hits, nothing feels better than that place. Yeah. But anyway, I was doing a joke at the time about like, it was so dumb. It was like about some, like how guys always have like a bowl of coins. Yeah. They're like, true. <laughs> By the way, just so you guys know, that's how comedians laugh. They just go, true. <laughs> so, that's such a great observation. <laughs> like a jar. Yeah. Like, there's always like yeah. a couple receipts in it, like a couple yeah. paper clips. Yeah, and a ring. <laughs> it's it's best. The best example is is Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> like when you're... when when Mr. Orange is going out on the on the caper, he goes into that 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 dish and he finds his lucky ring. Oh, that's a brilliant observation. It's always like a like a class ring or a football yeah, ring yeah, or yeah, something, right? Yeah, a piece of hard candy. That's <laughs> yeah. One Werther's original. Yeah. <laughs> Like a couple of random miscellaneous like pina colada candies, yeah, the kinds oh with gosh. the filling. Yeah, a a um, fortune <laughs> from a fortune cookie. <laughs> That's right. There's always a couple international coins, <laughs> even though you've never traveled abroad. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Couple pieces of trash because I think it's guys just empty their pockets. Yes, and was, whatever was in their pockets goes in the jar. Yes, and I'll, I yes. think you one day aspire to taking it to a coin star. Yeah, and that never happens. No, it never happens. So I was doing some joke about that. I don't know what it was. And I was like, so every guy has a jar. And there was this guy in the front row who asked me for tickets. 
he like had it was the time I had emailed and we'd get people free tickets and whatever. Wow, that's back when I like thought that was a good idea. Because um, when people don't pay for tickets, they're always <laughs> act like it's a free show. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> they don't value it because no, they didn't pay for it. There's no value unless there's value. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. Yeah, they're like you're worth nothing. I'm right, treat you that way. Yeah. So he's in the front row. And he was laughing the whole time. I mean, almost to the point of it being like disruptive, like clapping during, you yeah. know. And I'm like, this guy's the best. Like, I have the best life. Like, what a great, it all, makes it all worth it. Look how much right. fun this guy's having. Yeah. This is why we do this. <laughs> the joy on this man's face. And then I'd say 30 minutes in, I'm like, so every guy has a jar full of coins, right? And he just goes cold and he goes, that's so we can pay for your shit. Jesus. Like he yelled it at me and I was like, I just walked into a landmine. I just walked into a hornet's nest that I would like to carefully extricate myself from. Wow. Snapped. So he had to get kicked out. Yeah. He kept yelling at me. <gasps> he had like an ep went outside and then the way La Jolla's designed, there's a big window and he stood outside and just stared at me the rest of the set through the window. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was wild. That's brutal. I used to, I feel like... It's a nightmare. ...walk into people's stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stand-up is... Yeah. I don't think people understand how, like, it, it can be very dangerous. Yeah, I agree. And, all, yeah, and this strange intimacy. Yes. Yeah. And this this level of trust. Of right. Like, we're, you're all going to... While you're drinking, maybe on empty stomachs... Yeah. Letting steam off, we're all just going to agree that you're going to be <laughs> sane. Right. Yeah. Did you see the um, Caparulo thing? No. Can you pull up John Caparulo, Hermosa? I like Black. that guy. This is, he's the best. He Although was, I haven't seen him probably in 12 years. No, I haven't like seen that. him in a while. Yeah. He, someone threw a glass at him at Hermosa oh, Comedy no. and Magic. No. Did you see the Andy Dick, the guy that punched Andy Dick in the back of the head? No. Oh, dude. Where was that? Oh, you got to get in my algorithm. Oh my You're in the wrong gosh. algorithm. Dude, this is wild. Okay, so a lady yelled, fuck you. Oh, this lady is leaving. She's leaving. She's grabbed her Aldo purse, and she's out of there. Oh, wow. She's grabbing that coat that she got at Arden B. She's <laughs> out. I'm gone. Wait, I, I'm cringing. I can't handle this. This is making me so uncomfortable. Oh, no. I'm already upset. But he doesn't even seem to be shaking. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this is still better than all the sets that I had in the 90s. Yeah, seriously. Why doesn't that happen every night? Yeah, that, isn't that, that is, the that bigger is, question? Yeah, that is tr that is Did we, true. We haven't watched the Andy Dick one, right? This Andy Dick one is so upset. This happened after a show in New Orleans. Someone came up behind Andy Dick and just knocked him out for fifteen minutes. And why did why did Trump come up in that in that? She was a Trump supporter, I think or he, he was. He made a pejorative joke about Trump. Okay, and she got upset. Oh, still not a reason to throw a glass no. at a human being, nor disrupt the show, nor disrupt the show. You yeah. can leave if you need to. Yeah, of course. If you need to leave. I that's get that. Fine. I'm not for everyone. <laughs> I was thinking about putting that on a shirt. That is my big thing. I'm finally at the point where I'm like, you know, what? I'm not for everyone. Yeah. I, thank God. I I don't have time to change anything more about myself. Right. This yeah. is it. Yeah. This is might be the best yeah. I can do. This is my best version. This is so upsetting. This is a guy who was on stage with him. I'm sorry, who was after he was on stage. <gasps> wow. He was look at him. He was out for fifteen minutes and look grabs his beer, walks away. Oh, that's really upsetting. <laughs> sorry, am I bumming you out? No, but who punched out Andy Dick? <laughs> <laughs> I mean I think a couple of people have, I'm sure. <laughs> Walks away. No one knows what to do. That's the most depressing part about it. No one's actually doing anything about it. Yeah. I <laughs> truly love this. 
I'm obsessed with this. I had peanut butter whiskey by myself the other day. I felt great about Did it. Did you? I was watching Netflix. I saw the peanut butter whiskey because they sent it for the ad. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to indulge myself. And it was a delicious. It is really good. It's a perfect, like... S- sweet buzz. It is. It's like so sweet. It tastes just like peanut butter. I know. It's it like really a, it was like a peanut butter cup. Oh, so delicious. Uh, anyway, that's my. I actual- put some in coffee, like you said. <gasps> that's a good. I in put the it morning. In coffee. That explains a lot. <laughs> no, at night I was like, I'm gonna have a night coffee. Oh, a little nightcap. You could put it in hot chocolate too, though. That'd be. Good. That's a really good peanut butter hot chocolate. Maybe that's what you actually said, and I just messed. Maybe it up. <laughs> yeah. We're our, everything's starting to blur together at this point. Warm, welcoming aroma, deliciously smooth palate. Screwball peanut butter whiskey isn't your average flavored liquor. I've never had another one, but this is the only one I would drink. Uh, made by a local husband and wife duo. Whoa! With American whiskey and peanut butter flavor. The end result is savory. It's creamy. Touch of sweetness and without the lingering heavy finish you might expect. This is all true. Um, there's a reason why uh, it won all the awards. The double medal, gold medal, the Olympics of alcohol. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Screwball. Original and most awarded peanut butter whiskey is now available nearly everywhere. It's 70 proof. That explains a lot. <laughs> about how the rest of the night went for me. <laughs> Screwball peanut butter whiskey is the perfect shot for the perfect addition to your favorite cocktail. Pick it up at your local store. Ask for it at your favorite bar or restaurant. Oh, my God. That's such a good idea. Ooh, um, ready to hashtag get screwed. Yes. Hashtag get screwed. Screwballwhiskey.com. For more information, please drink responsibly. Advertisement by Screwball Spirits, LLC, San Marcos, CA. Whiskey with natural flavors and caramel color. 35% alcohol by volume. I hope this couple stays together. Look around here. I didn't get these headphones. Nope. Nope. I got them. Look, <laughs> there are 15 of them. They're like, I, yeah, they all are. I got these headphones, and they are awesome. They're awesome because they go right into your ears, which I... <laughs> I'd, Unlike other headphones? Yes, because you know I have this piercing on this ear right here, so I need headphones that go right into my little ear hole, Okay. And these headphones did it. So I'm very into them. And that's why we are going to try to sell them to everyone else now. Before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair of headphones, you need to check out wireless earbuds from Raycon. How cool does that sound? Raycon. It sounds like a convention you want to go to. That's correct. You already know Raycon earbuds start at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds. Headphones are ridiculously expensive. Oh, God. Yeah. Raycon's latest model, E25. They're their best one yet with six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, uh, more bass and more compact design, and gives you a nice noise-isolating fit. This is true. I can I can attest that that's a correct statement. Uh, Raycon's wireless earbuds, they're so comfortable. They're perfect on-the-go listening, especially if you have weird piercings in your ear like I do. Um, they go right in. They're cute. They don't, And they also don't tangle up right away. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, you've heard me talk about the company uh, uh, being co-founded by Ray J and celebrities like Cardi B. Right? Oh, yeah. Just, if she uses them, we use them. Just, uh, she, cause she, does, she tells no lies. She said, oh, crrr. <laughs> Pick up a pair. See what all the hype is about. Now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash Whitney. That's buyraycon.com slash Whitney for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds that are already affordable. I don't know how they do it, but they did it. Buyraycon.com slash Whitney. It's brutal. It's brutal. Oh, you gotta keep your head I on know. a swivel now if you go out after the after the show. Oh, that's really upsetting. Isn't that scary? I think. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, I remember you know Jim Jeffries. My like, I mean, that was the first real I think comic assault that we all kind of knew about. Right. The person that knocked him out on stage. 
Wow. You know, you yeah. just, it's, you're right there. You're yeah. three feet away right. from a mob of people yeah. who could turn on you at any moment. Yeah, that's, that's true. I always forget that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And there is something in everyone that a certain phrase With or a, a little look. whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen something like that? Like a dangerous situation? Well, I'm trying to think. I mean, recently at the comedy cellar, I, I got off stage and the guy yelled, you suck. And I mean, I had made such the, the, the lightest Donald Trump insult. It was just, I, I said something about Abraham Lincoln being our best president. And then I, I said, up till now, up till now. <laughs> and, and the guy was very upset that I had, that I had been so um, insulted. I'm like, that's not even a... That's not even a real... Sl- I didn't call him Hitler. Yeah, that's not even a real slam. Yeah, he said, you suck. And I said, what? He says, too political, too political. So that that was recent. And then, and then years ago, a guy threw a drink in my face. <laughs> Yeah. While you were on stage? No, no, no. As I got when I got off stage at the at the comedy improv, I think, and and then I was like, "Ugh, if somebody throws a drink in your face, I think you have to punch them." Did you punch them? Um, no. Luckily, Gene Pompa did. What? Yeah. I, does anyone yeah. know how to have you ever punched someone before? Uh, yeah, and it's not as effective as it looks on television. <laughs> I feel like it's Yeah, when always... I was eight when I was eighteen I got into a, a fist fight and it and it like I was like, I keep hitting this guy and he's still he's still coming at me. But it's where do you even how do you know even where to go like are men just born with the ability to know how to punch someone? No, I think you have to be taught because I didn't know what, what where to do. You, what I just are you remember for? A, a guy punched me in the face and I was like, Oh boy, I think I have to punch him back. Here we go. Did it hurt? We're doing this. Did it hurt when he punched me? No, because I wasn't expecting it. So I think adrenaline. It just comes gets like it, hot yeah. or something. Yeah, and then when I woke up the next day, I was like, "Oh, this is really painful," and I had cuts and abrasions. And, <laughs> and then, yeah, but it it seemed like this guy was was just there was nothing I could do to really phase him. It was yeah, it's it's just Boston. It's the yeah, it's the hardest part about being a guy is that you you well you could also get in a fight as a as a woman, but it's much more likely as a guy, especially in Boston, that you you may have to defend yourself with your fists at some point because it's it's not and is that and, legal and, is and it I illegal played, to just punch someone in the face yeah it certainly <laughs> is but then but then you would have to go to the police and explain and, it's oh, just, and then you're a pussy and it's also yes it's also it's also demeaning <laughs> <laughs> this guy punched yeah, me yeah <laughs> yeah they're like yeah and you're and you're, and you're telling me yeah you should keep this to yourself <laughs> <laughs> was boston especially rough to grow up in yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the 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 masculinity thing and the oh, the homophobia so that th- things that were really not sexual at all could be construed as as being being gay, just an an interest in in <laughs> hygiene crafts showering crafts <laughs> i remember being averse to i i really i i was i was a, a guy who who liked to draw and 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 make things and and work with clay and then all of a sudden it was like We're yeah just, keep you might want to keep that to yourself kid your vision board maybe put yeah. your, your little scrapbook yeah so that was something you felt like you were discouraged from doing anything artistic yeah, or even oh, my brother, my <laughs> oldest brother had this thing where if I was where where if I I was 
being sensitive or, or like we would, we would roughhouse or something like that. And I would, I would, uh, tell my mother, he was 13 years older than me, by the way, I would tell my mother and he would be like, Ugh, go read a book. You know what? I won't even, I won't even play with you. <laughs> Just go read a book. Oh, bud. <laughs> yeah. But he, yeah, he Do you was, feel like was, that's changing. Yes. Yes, completely. Yeah. I, I think, I think that we might be going too far the other direction. <laughs> maybe, but I'd rather that than than what I grew up with, where you yeah. where you had to just keep a stiff upper lip yeah. over really serious things. Like I just remember, I was thinking about this the other day because I'm, I'm I have a book deal, so I'm I'm writing this this book, and I'm thinking about how I handled my first breakup, and I just would not tell anybody that mm. I felt anything about it yeah because i was so embarrassed that i had feelings that i had feelings and that i was sad and and i didn't want and then my my family was 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 just like it's enough already it's been it's been a month move on and and a month (laughs) yeah and it was like and and then so when i had these feelings even the the following year it was like keep that to yourself you're gonna bum everybody out and and people are gonna are gonna grow tired and impatient with you so yeah i'm 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 glad it's it's swung this way but i mean i do think it was it's interesting because a lot of my like girlfriends and i talk about this when people talk about like toxic masculinity were you know i i will say and whether the the whether it's a good or bad thing to say, I don't know. I'm sure I'll get shit for it. But, you know, I have dated a lot of very ostensibly tough men, right. rowdy men, sportsmen, yeah. you know, guys that played, you know, right. sports and all that. Kind of, but in relationships, we see the soft side of men. Right. They, we see it. We're kind of like, what masculinity crisis? Right. He's, Hopefully. When he's sick, he's like cries. Yeah. You know, like we sort of a lot, you know, of men do feel safer on women, I think, but around each other, not right. so much. But I think a lot of my girlfriends are like, what masculinity crisis? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I think that one 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 thing with the with the special that i found very interesting is guys who i never expected to come up to me after the shows or just just old time friends mm-hmm. a friend who was who was like a, a a mentor to us when we were in high school he came up to me and said i i i had to have my wife watch it with me so she would understand why i have these moods oh, and all these things so that was really amazing. really really special and this was a guy who was a superior athlete and i mm-hmm. think went to either west point or something like, wow. like that or, or did, played sports in college and and was a leader mm-hmm. and and a mentor to a lot of us and it turns out that he had the the same thing so that's that's something that a, a lot of guys have 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 approached me about about and i remember one time being in rochester new york and a guy with a do-rag on who clearly had access to a motorcycle and and was was seemed like the toughest guy and he came up to me afterwards and told me about his struggles and i and i thought oh it'll work everywhere which is by the way also i do think we need to capsize our paradigm about it because admitting you have something like this that is actually the bravest most badass thing you can do you know because it is the scariest thing like it's so interesting that anyone would ever see that as weak because it's actually the right you are the toughest person in the room if you say like i have bipolar disorder like that's the biggest badass in the room the bravest thing yeah is getting through that yeah to get through that and and tell about it that that takes a lot of like going play football that's what everyone does that's easy oh my gosh yeah Uh, you played football um you said in college and didn't appreciate do you do you think football's going to stay around? 
Oh, I hope not. Don't you think? Yeah, I feel well, complicit. we look back in 30 years and be like... I feel in a crime every time <laughs> I watch a game. I think, yeah. Are we going to look back in 30 years and go, remember when we used to just like make people get concussions yeah. for three hours right, and love it. Right. And and I hear these guys complaining about the, the celebrations or yeah. the or the knee taking and, and and I I think I, I give these guys a, a a lot of leeway as far as their celebrations go because they're risking our li- their lives for our entertainment. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, let them dance around. Yes. I remember watching someone uh, I was watching the some game over the holiday. I can't tell you which one. Um and all their hair was really long. Oh yeah, I love that. I and I was like trying to write a joke about it and I was like yeah. oh, and then I was like I'm like why is their hair so long? I'm like they're dying. Yeah. Let them do what they <laughs> want. Exactly. Let them have it. Live exactly. it up. Exactly. You have a couple years left. Yes. You can yes. die at any moment. Yes. yes, they yes. And the and the contracts, I have no problem. Yeah. They've got about 8 years to earn Take their money. Take all the money. Life. You have yes. all of it. Yes. It is really yeah. um it is really it is so barbaric. Why is it so fun to watch? Well, I don't know, but it is. It is. It, the, is. it is. I think modern day Colosseum. Yeah, it's Rome. That's no. That's the great analogy. Yeah, isn't that it, basically it, what we're it watching? It really is. Yes, I love yes. watching it, and then I feel yes. dirty gladiators. afterwards. We're yeah. watching gladiators. Totally. Yeah. But I think if they didn't have helmets on, not only would they not. I think it'd be harder because you don't see their face. Right. You're just like these are. Yeah. No. Not no. real humans. I know. Yeah. No, it's so true that that helps to not to not feel as much empathy. I know uh, a football player who said, and "I was like, oh my god, have you had more than three concussions?" He's like, "We, oh yeah, we only count them when we go out. Right, we get them all the time, but you don't want to lose yes screen time. What do you call it? Stage time, playing time, <laughs> playing time, you stage time. They call stage time. They call stage time. Red light on the field. Yeah, but um, they don't want to say it because they don't want to go off the field. So no, they I get know. concussions. It's yeah. only three that are recorded." Right. That create the CTE, is it called? So they say if you get three concussions, that's when you get CTE. Yeah. Like, oh, we get them all the time. But they, yeah, they also talk about these micro concussions and yeah, it's terrible. And it's also football's gotten better because they've done these drone shots now. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. The the camera coverage. never been more compelling. Now incredible. I love it. Yes. They've never been faster. They've never been more athletic and yeah. And and rugby is still happening too. Oh, yeah. Rugby is still happening and people still box and and I... I, I, They say soccer is actually the worst. For concussions. Yeah. Yeah. But then I always think in UFC that, that... they beat each other up, then they hug, and I always say, how about we try, they just hug at first and see if they still want to fight. Still want to do it! Yeah, after that, like, and then they say, it's not your fault. Like, it's goodwill hunting, it's not your fault, and then they cry in each other's arms. <laughs> Bodies! I mean, that yeah. seems like it's a little, is, uh, well, I guess they don't have the padding on their right. hands, but is UFC, it seems like it's more... You can say no, thank you. Yes, yes, <laughs> tapping out. Yes, yes, <laughs> which I appreciate. Yes, I give. I love. Like that. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I remember yeah. there was a t- when Ronda Rousey, like people would just as soon as it would come close to the armbar, they'd be like, "Damn, I'm good. yeah, yeah, I'm good. yeah." Oh my gosh, who could withstand that? Do you think? What do you think is the only thing that's scarier than doing stand up? I think it might be athletics. Yeah, I mean, I losing I've, being a goalie. Right. In soccer. Yeah. That to me seems like a nightmare. Yeah. Or in hockey too. Ooh, there's so yeah. little space. How did that get yeah. there? Yeah. And that thing is so small. I, and you have to see through a mask. It's it's just everything is working against you with all these guys. And then there's this. Because people always say on. like stand-up's the scariest thing in the world. And I'm like, I don't know if it is. No. I mean. No, I've done things that I was 
more nervous about doing and, and football was one and also getting into the batter's box against a really fast pitcher when I was in Little League this kid I'm like I can't see the ball how am I going to hit it and what if it hits me part of the reason I love stand-up so much is you get to control everything yes you we're can going, prepare we're going at my pace yeah I don't have to rely on someone else to tell me when yeah if it's not going well I can totally address that right like yes. the conditions we get to set entirely yes, yes. it's a control freak's dream yes and and also you can quit anytime you want. <laughs> you can do your last show at any point. There's no whenever yeah, you want. Yeah, yeah. And you and inevitably you're like, oh, I want to go back to it. Um, so great. Last thing I'm going to ask you is, I know you have to okay. go to your nap and get you to your routine. Yes. Um, both of our perfectionisms are. <laughs> I want you here longer, but you have to take care of yourself. Thank you. Um, just can we do like a quick like the things that you know if you've seen the special you'll know a lot of it like the things that have been the most helpful for you just like a little speed round well one one thing was i found this quote by samuel beckett who i've other than i think he wrote waiting for godot Mm -hmm. which i i read and it went i know that and it went right through me i couldn't tell you really what happens it just didn't it didn't adhere to any of my brain cells didn't stick so i don't I don't know what happened in it. I just remember thinking this is way too smart for me. But he had this quote where he said, ever tried, ever failed, no matter. Try again, fail again, fail better. And the fail better sentence is the one that relieved me of all the, the I better be perfect. And yeah. if the joke doesn't work, I'm going to be devastated. I won't be able to. There were days where the show went fine except for a new joke didn't work and i'd wake up the next day and think i'm doomed i'm never going to write another new joke and then just the acceptance of the amount of failing that i'd have to do that was that was such a relief you do is everyone should follow gary on twitter because you do these sort of advice on writing yeah well i ended that on december 31st i did it 103 uh, 366 tips. That and is. Now I've stopped. So yeah. you can go back. Through yeah, it. you can go back through it. And I think. I think when that, I have writer's yeah. block, I'll just like go through it. And oh yeah, some of them where you're just yeah. like, just write. It doesn't matter right. what it is. Just or go through your down. old notebooks. Yes, that was really helpful. You start finding these little yes. gems. Yes, and you and you think, oh, I'm a good enough comedian to make it work now. Yes, or I have the right audience to make it work now. Because or like, look how hard yeah. I tried for so long. Yes, I'm not a complete piece of shit. Yes. And yes. all these trash notes, I made something good out of. So let me make more trash notes. Totally. Most of the things. That's I think, a great point. I think it's so important that with writers of anything, music, scripts, books, blogs, tweets, whatever you want to do is like first drafts are supposed to suck. Yes. That's the why it's yes. called a first draft. Just yes. get something down. Yes. So what I do, even with some days when I write, I only do premises. This is premise day. Great. No punchline today. I'll even write in bold joke. Yeah. Like the joke's going to come at some point. Right. Just premise, 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 premise. Yeah. And just just seeing a bunch of shit on a piece of paper totally. makes me feel like I'm not total yes. trash. Yes. And and I I also found that if I said just write for 15 minutes, yeah. I would look up two hours later and I'm yeah. still writing. It was the starting that cool. was so, that was so hard well, say, or just exercise for five minutes. Perfection, perfectionism leads to procrastination, which leads to paralysis. Yes. So you just got to oh start. Yeah. Which leads to depression, I think. Which leads to, and also yeah. I do things. I have a little hourglass Great. that I use. It's a 20 Perfect. minute hourglass Yeah. and just looking at it and kind of just like, yeah. I have to sort of, um, 
Yeah. You know, and I think TM has been helpful and, and running and playing basketball and those things have been really helpful. Mm -hmm. And then therapy is, mm -hmm. yeah. And then I, I go to this, this mood disorder support group in, in New York. That's cool. It's every Wednesday. I think that's so important. Like, you know, I think therapy is obviously if you can afford it, you know, great. But for me yeah. and the kind of, st I, I really need to be in a group of strangers yeah. that I, that yeah. humble me and make me go. Cause totally. sometimes when I'm only going to therapy, it's like, right. I start getting this idea that yeah. I'm special and, right. and I get to control it. And I can yeah. also lie to a therapist. I know. You know, when I go to a group of people, it really, it, you know, that's why 12 step programs, you know, work so well for me is you're yeah. just like everyone else, everyone's yeah. going through something right. and I'm going to admit something disgusting about myself in front of a group of people and they're all going to go totally right not a big deal yeah you're only as sick as your secrets it's yeah. that's why 12-step programs work because you admit something the most disgusting vile embarrassing nasty thing about yeah. yourself and everyone just goes yeah i've done that yeah but do you think also i found this to be the case for for my friend and for me because i was very lonely when i would go with her to the to the 12-step programs yeah. and it was just I now have a dozen people, sometimes more, around me, and I feel better immediately. Immediately. And they yeah. want nothing from you. Yeah. They don't care what you do. Yeah. And they haven't cast you in a role. Yes. They don't know anything about you. So they're not going to be like, oh, whatever happened with that show? Yes. Yes. <laughs> you were making. Yes. I remember Kurt Vonnegut saying that AA is the, is the greatest religion, the most effective religion, because it cures the loneliness. Oh, so good. Yeah. And you're also being of service to other people. Yes. Service. Yes. It sounds so nerdy, but it's yeah. just sort of and like. corny, but it's, it actually makes you feel better that's how you yes. build your self-esteem yes you we say this on the show you do esteemable action so just being yeah. there for someone else and taking the focus off yourself for five fucking minutes yes this can be such a narcissistic yes. disease you yeah. know and just go, and just listening to someone else um and also hearing you know something horrific we're like okay right. the fact that that person didn't respond to my email yeah is not the biggest thing that's ever happened yeah i think twain said you want to cheer yourself up cheer somebody else up oh so good yeah like because i think that we're in this thing we're like my thing and my pain yeah yeah and my yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah i hate myself and then i'll help people yeah <laughs> no i'll just help people by talking yeah. about me all the yeah. time you know oh my gosh yeah it's like that i'm a piece of shit in the center of the universe thing. <laughs> The world incredible. revolves around how big of a piece of garbage I am. Yes. You know? Oh, my word. Just taking the focus off yourself. And this is one little thing. The last thing I'll say is um, I read that Sheryl Sandberg book on grief. Okay. I don't remember what it was called. The Lean In book was not. I have thoughts on that. I have a lot of notes. That book was basically like... <laughs> just get five nannies uh, <laughs> it was just like it was like a book for the one percent of women that have millions of dollars wow um but she her husband died like really suddenly out of nowhere and this grief counselor said to her imagine all the ways it could have been worse Oof. which is like the most fucked up thing like when yeah. i first read it i was like that's just like masochistic and, right. and sadistic of this person but it was her um husband died like on a treadmill just i think an aneurysm or oh, something God. and then part of what he told her to do was imagine how it could have been worse and she was like oh well he could have been driving and the kids right, could have been in the right, car yeah and she was like oh my god i feel better that's really interesting so it reminds me of that tony robbins thing where something bad happens and you're supposed to say how is this great Ooh. yeah yeah that's a very good one that's i read one. um i like that phil stutz book the tools too it's kind of he's a therapist who is uh -huh. focuses on addiction and 12 step and he Ooh. has a, uh, something called the deathbed exercise where you imagine yourself on your deathbed 
thinking about your life. Wow. And I do that with food where I'm like, if I'm like ever obsessing about like calories or something, I think of myself on my deathbed going like, how did you waste so much of your life thinking about that stupid <laughs> denying yourself. Or if I'm like jealous yeah. of someone, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Can oh, you, yeah, yeah, like yeah. why was I thinking about right. that person? Yeah. You know, you put yourself on your deathbed. Yeah, that's a great perspective. Just to stop worrying about yeah. shit that doesn't matter. I love it. That won't matter later. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna adopt that one. Um your tour is happening? Yes. I get to come see you tonight. Very yeah, exciting. I can't wait. It'll I can't be wait. awesome. Yeah. And Todd Glass is gonna be there. Cool. Yeah. My favorite. Oh, he's but you're doing a bunch too. of cities yeah. or Yeah, I think almost thirty. GaryGoldman.com. Yeah. yeah. Dot edu. <laughs> dot org. It's a dot org. It no, it's a dot com. GaryGoldman.com has all my dates on me. <laughs> doing yes. 30 cities. Book not out yet. In process. Right. Twitter. A thousand pages. A thousand words at a time. <laughs> um, that's how I'm going to. Yeah. Right. At least a thousand page. A, a thousand words pa- a day. A thousand words a day. Really? Yeah. That's Do you have my, a thing to measure it on your. Uh, yeah. There's a word count. On, on on words so i love that i just yeah. asked how a computer works is there yeah. a way to find out how many words believe it or not <laughs> yeah yeah and then instagram and the great depression on hbo on hbo streaming now it's yes. brilliant don't oh, be, thank you don't be silly oh thanks it's game changer thank you i'd like to end this, this was very delightful abruptly. yeah did you have fun oh so much fun oh good whitney gay yeah. 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 Yeah.